And what a fantastic year it has been. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. The nominees are Sarah Jones, Denise, 12 o'clock noon, The Sound of a Dog Groaning, and Steve. <laughs> and the winner is eight times nominated first time winner, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. A lot of people would say after the seventh nomination, maybe stop re-releasing new cuts of the same movie. But I think we all felt Steve really had a story to tell that the audience could grab onto. And um, <laughs> I'm just really glad that I got to bring that to life um, really vividly on the big screen. So, I mean, this means a lot to me. I'm bored right now. <laughs> I want to thank my parents, mom, dad. We love you, son. Love you guys too. <laughs> I want to thank the director, myself, camera crew. I used a tripod and recorded all on my phone. So really, I mean, this is all me. This is Steve. So thanks for being here for it. To play Steve off, he has uh, specifically requested we play uh, this CD he has handed to the people running the show. It's going to blow your minds. Thank you again. Hello and welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration. Hey, who knows where you could be or what you could be sitting down to witness, but you're doing this now. You're listening to this podcast with me, Alan, and my best friend in the whole wide world, Matt. Hi. <laughs> how are you doing, Matt? Good, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I've never felt more energetic in my entire life. I feel like that's a <laughs> smile through the pain a little bit. It's like, I'm so energized. How was your week? This week has been crammed full of things. Oh yeah? I feel bad. I have a lot of things I need to get done for a lot of people, just strictly as favors, and I just can't get to it all because there's not enough time yet. I'm gonna keep working on a skill I learned from adults in my youth, which is if you want to find time to do something, you have to make that time. That's a very valid thing that I think people need to learn is like, compartmentalizing is a good word for it, but just like scheduling time management. Also knowing when to say like, no, or be honest and be like, hi, this is gonna happen for a bit. Larry Marshall said that to me, rest in peace, Larry. I asked him, I said, you know, you've got full-time jobs and yet you're here all the time volunteering with the scouts. Like, how do you, how do you find the time? And he's like, honestly, if you care about it, you make the time. And I was like, Never forgot. It's an important lesson. How are you feeling? How's your week going? I'm good. I'm a little tired, but I feel like that's my default setting. <laughs> at some points, short week at work this week. I am looking forward to a little bit of rest and a little bit of time off. Nice. How f***ing cool is censoring? <laughs> Mother <laughs> censoring is so f***ing cool. I can't f***ing believe it. You're going to have fun with that one. It's I... going to take forever to f***ing get it. <laughs> Yet you continue. I think the idea of censor is like a little fucked, but I think censoring can definitely play to its advantage. Yeah. Like I think censoring done well can be really funny, you know? Yeah, I do know. I, I have the best example right here. Uh, <laughs> let me play you this bad clip from this movie, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Are we, are we, okay, we, we also need to decide what's a, is a swear? <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell because Ronnie censored it. What did you say? Did you say Yes, I, it's Ronnie, stop censoring. I can't hear what Matt's saying. Ron, stop. Keep that, Ron. Don't call him Ron. No one calls him Ron. Not yet. I pay his rent. I'll call him a friend like. <laughs> okay, here we go. I think I'll make it a decaf today. Stop, Pilgrim! <laughs> what did you do with my sister? So, what can I get you? Is there anywhere you don't work? They're called jobs, something a ball like you would know anything about. And by the way, I can't believe you asked Ramona out after I specifically told you not to do that. How are you doing that with your mouth? Never mind how I'm doing it. What do you have to say for yourself? Can I get a caramel macchiato? You know what? Maybe it's high time you took a look in the mirror before you wreak havoc on another girl. Me? Wreak havoc? And speaking of <laughs> like to hear the girl that kicked your heart in the ass is walking the streets of Toronto again. So I can just get my coffee over here. It's so good. 
take into the account just the fact that they, the way they bleep it out isn't your normal sensor. If you were to watch that same scene, except replace all the sensors with the word that they're censoring, I can't say it because then we'll bleep it out. And right. The meaning will be lost. But if you replace all of them with the actual swear, then the scene is less funny and it's more like right in his face and it you feel it a lot more. If they just let her swear, it would feel a lot more aggressive. Yeah. And also it's very much in that tone of the movie. Like this is a movie. Like you are watching a movie. When he's like, how are you doing that with your mouth? How are you doing that with your mouth? <laughs> it's, a, it's a great example. Just the way things are, are are made in that the way it draws attention to itself. Yeah, I absolutely love Scott Pilgrim. I think it's such a good movie, especially that scene, especially Aubrey Plaza too, is perfect for that part. <laughs> that whole thing is perfect from start to finish. That is an example of censoring being really funny and to its advantage. Yeah, and maybe it's a cop-out, but when you censor something, it feels like it just makes the sentence funnier. When I watch like South Park and things like that, I've listened to it on cable when they censor stuff and then like streamed when they don't censor stuff. And it's funnier when the words are censored. Well, it's like there's a clip that I saw that was the the count from Sesame Street. And he has that song. It's like, you know, how much, how much he likes to count. I like to count this. I like mm -hmm. to count that. And they, they added the bleep on count. <laughs> And so it just changes the meeting entirely. Right. And so it goes, I like to the candle. I like to <laughs> the wall, like whatever else. It just changes the entire meeting because we're all dirty minded people. I think that leads right into it. The idea that there's a, a weird mystery to it where you don't know what was said. I was thinking about this the other day when a couple episodes back we were talking about like things you could say, or maybe that was the episode that never got released. Things you, you could say that when I as a straight man try to say them, they just sound weird. Oh, yes, 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 yes. When you were like, work your <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh yeah well so this was just us talking at the end of the podcast and i said there was a lot of vernacular a lot of like phrasing that gay people use or you know certain demographics and sub communities within the lgbt plus community that coming out of any other person is ridiculous <laughs> and just what does it even mean and one of those work my out. Oh, that's what it was. Coming out of me, it sounds really, really weird. If I'm in drag or if I'm just a very, you know, feminine presenting person, it may work better. I was thinking about that because I thought it was funny. People listening won't know what the word is you're saying. Yeah. So they're sitting there like racking their brains thinking, all right, which of these words could be the one that fits in Almost there? doing a Mad Libs <laughs> exactly. with it. Oh my God. <laughs> By the way, Swears are not funny. Uh, all of the audience members and the five-year-olds listening to our podcast. I always find like swears are a bit like salt in the sense where like if you do it enough, it's perfect. But if you add too much salt to anything, it's awful. And I don't like it. And in that same realm, if anytime you make food for your friends, you never put salt on it, when you eventually do add salt to something, it's going to taste way better than they were expecting. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's a really great analogy. But like I said, they're dirty words. You shouldn't say them. The dirty words themselves aren't funny. It's the beeping we're talking about, the censoring. Right. I myself, after saying all of those, I'm going to go eat a full bar of Bearsville soap. <laughs> My God. <laughs> We're not even sponsored by Bearsville yet. Yet. My mouth is going to taste like smoke and cedar. Oh my God, it's going to be great. Well, it's like the seven dirty words that you can't say on TV. Is that an actual thing? I don't think it's an actual thing. It's a stand-up bit by George Carlin, where he just kind of says, out of all the words you can say on TV, there are seven that you can't, that they will bleep. And it's uh, piss, turd, and I think one of those might have made it through the censor. Piss, no, I didn't say because <laughs> yeah. oh, this is going to be a pain in the butt. I'm so yeah. sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> uh, it's like a whole 12 minute long thing of him explaining why these words can't be said on TV. It's it's amazing. It's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. RIP George Carlin. One thing I've kind of always grown up with and has always been a part of my life is sushi. It sounds weird, but you know, it's always been a, a very special thing for me. It sounds super weird. Can you explain to me how that is a thing? Yeah. So my mom is from New York. I like to think that she has a very, you know, open mind to a lot of different stuff. And so she introduced me to sushi when I was like six or seven. And it's always kind of been like, not necessarily our thing, because my brother likes sushi as well, but it's always been like a special occasion for your birthday or like for whatever else. And recently I've found that like, while it is still a very special thing and while it is still, still a very like, oh, we're gonna go off for your birthday, we're gonna get all this stuff. 
it's become more consumer friendly. So this all comes to say that last night after I went on my my run and the way I've been motivating myself to run in the cold weather is I'm like, all right, if you do this, you can like order dinner. <laughs> you can eat. <laughs> like you can you don't have to like cook dinner when you get home. You can like oh okay you know, I get, what you mean. get something on the way home. What I did is a friend of mine recommended this sushi place in Boston called Love Art and Sushi that does like poke bowls. Okay. Basically like the burrito bowl of sushi. Right. So it's all the like components, but just in a bowl. I had a realization when I got it. I'm like, within reason, I can do this whenever. <laughs> Any day can be a special day now. Right. Like, like there's no stopping me now. <laughs> what is in sushi? So it depends. In its purest form, sushi is raw fish. Okay. But there's other stuff too, right? Like, yeah. There is a sushi roll different from sushi. Oh, and by the way, market, it, it's a fourth. This is the fourth time Eastern culture has <laughs> Oh my god. By Matt alone, and I'm the one over here, like dreaming for the day I can have a kimono. <laughs> well, you're you're the the weeb a little bit. <laughs> there's different kinds of. There's the roll, which is the seaweed wrapped on the rice and the fish in the middle. See, I always thought that was just sushi. I thought that's like what it was. That's one version of it. You have a reverse version, which is rice on the outside, seaweed in the middle, and then the filling. Oh yeah. You have that one. What a lot of people do is like the traditional one, or one of the more traditional ones is just this little like mound of rice with just the fish across the top there's also sashimi which is literally just the fish no rice yes i mean there's a whole bunch of different versions of it and just different takes on it there's hand rolls as well which are kind of like they've been gentrified into like oh they're sushi burritos i could know there's a specific name for it i don't know what it is i can't remember off the top of my head but there's a specific name for it okay put some of my fears to risk i don't think i'll ever try sushi unprompted i don't think so either is it dangerous to eat raw fish if it's made correctly, no. What you can do is if I went to a market basket and just went to like the counter and said, could I have salmon and just ate the salmon there? Probably not. Right. I would probably get sick. However, there is sushi grade fish, which is much more expensive, but it's basically safe to eat raw. So it's all in the preparation, the the maintenance of its freshness, more or less. And you, you can very clearly like see a difference. If I held a piece of salmon from like the counter up in my hand and the sushi grade's gonna have a lot more color to look a lot cleaner versus the one I held in my hand. It's not dangerous. At least I haven't gotten sick from it yet. What is the texture like? Because I'm a texture person. I mean, obviously it's cold. I don't want to say it. This is hard. This is actually extremely hard to describe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can. I mean, I don't think you would like it if that helps. <laughs> All right, perfect. There we go. I can describe octopus. Octopus is very, very chewy. <laughs> Either way, you should watch Jiro Dreams of Sushi. It's really relaxing. Okay. <laughs> it, it's a documentary with this like 90-year-old man who makes sushi in Japan. And he's such a pleasant man. It's just very relaxing. I watch that. And you watch Samurai Gourmet. Is it an anime? No, it's a live-action guy. He retires and then decides he's going to start enjoying his life via food. So he's going to these places. He's trying different foods. And he's also starting to have these visions of a samurai. And it's helping him like grow as a person. It's super wholesome it's really really nice is it on netflix or it's on netflix yeah jenny likes it so that's how you know it's good which she doesn't like a lot of the stuff you like <laughs> she, she doesn't like a lot of stuff she's a very mad person <laughs> <laughs> she hates every well jenny just has a very very specific taste she does yeah she if she was here she'd be like i like a lot of stuff hey hon do you like stuff or are you just an angry person <laughs> what do you like stuff or are you just an angry person I like stuff. That's what I thought. <laughs> Confirmed. Why are those the two opposing things? Like, I could be angry and still like something, right? What? <laughs> how do you how do you be angry and still like something? Well, am I angry at the thing that I'm saying I like? Or I could just be an angry person who likes things. Fair. That's fair. Right? That's fair. <laughs> I'm confused by You question. could be multifaceted. I'm putting you in a box. I'm sorry. Okay. I love you. It's good to see you. I love you too. Hmm. Thanks for uh, asking me that weird question. Hey, anytime. <laughs> It'll make sense later. Speaking of liking things. Oh my god. <laughs> god. Okay, I got a better one. Hold on. Have you ever watched Fairly Odd Parents? Yes. Do you know the thing at the end of Fairly Odd Parents where they do like the studio that makes it? Do you remember that end card? If I heard it, it's not the monkey going, Hi, I'm Paul. That's Jimmy Neutron. That's Jimmy Neutron. Another good one, though. It's the one that's like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, my God. 
Jesus. Also Chalk Zone too. Oh yeah, Chalk Zone. I forgot about Chalk Zone. So what I want to talk about is just sounds that when I hear them, they are from my childhood and they just make me really happy. And not in that way that you hear a song and you're like, oh, this is my jam. Or like, this used to be my jam. Like mm-hmm. these things, I hear them. It just brings happiness to me. They kind of open a door that was closed and you're just like, oh, I remember. Like all of it just comes back. Oh. He's a phantom. Yeah. It's so good. Of course, anybody listening is like, I want you to finish it. Finish it. (laughs) I'm going to play you another sound. I want you to tell me if you can recognize what the sound is. Is it him transforming? It is him transforming. Him doing with the the circles going like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. PlayStation. Yeah, this part is my favorite. And then your heart would break <laughs> if it stayed in the screen and the thing turned red. And they're just like, ah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I SpongeBob walking. Oh my gosh. It's just like, I love these sounds. It's still like Foley things. I tried to find a lot of Foley things, but it ended up being a lot of TV show theme songs. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) What what was the show? The show was like a- The show was kind of, yeah. Well, especially with Rugrats in particular, like now that we're older, we kind of recognize some things in that show. (laughs) Phil and Lil's mom is definitely a lesbian. Angelica's mom's like a third wave feminist. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's 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 solid. What is that one? That was an ad. Oh, was it? You were like, I saw you struggling. You're like, what is this? I, w- I wasn't sure if it was like a click and explore game or something. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to get to the good part. That's my favorite part where he's like, world. <laughs> I want justice for Digimon. What, how it lost to Pokemon? It lost to Pokemon, right. I think that show is so not vastly superior, but I think it was better because they could talk to the companions. You could understand them. Right. There was like a deeper bond formed. I also do like the like Digivolve and then go back. Yeah. Then he's like work up the energy to do the Digivolve and I was always like what's it gonna be like what are they gonna do and that was like the whole tension of season one I was like what's Patamon right yeah what the hell's Patamon evolved into and then he becomes a dude <laughs> like he goes from a corgi to a dude Digimon <laughs> it was so bad he was like undefeatable and then just like couldn't do it for like six more seasons what you know <laughs> then he could do it for like pff, whatever he wanted Forever, yeah right and then there was the movie too the movie where like a virus took over the world or whatever but it was also a Digimon it was like this like abandoned digimon that had basically like morphed and mutated and they got omnimon that was like the the hybrid yeah it was like the metal gray warmon mixed with the dog one garurumon yeah yeah and they like fused and then the bare naked ladies played <laughs> is that true <laughs> yeah well, well it was the bare naked ladies theme song or not the theme song the music by them none of us are sure how but ty's bond with war graymon was so strong ty none of us are sure how it just kind of happened story story plot this happened yeah <laughs> it's kind of funny to listen to it's so anime yeah <laughs> 10 minutes later they build it up how many times did you watch this damn movie 
I, I had this on repeat. Mm. 50 bajillion minutes later. They're shooting a bunch of stuff at him. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's good. It is really good. Like it taps into this like very base part of it. I still get goosebumps for some stupid reason. Yeah. 90s movies did that where they made these like epic moments and you're like, all right, yeah. Yeah. That was a good movie. Actually, it was a terrible movie. But <laughs> it was a terrible movie, but it, it has a very like special place in my heart that's where the first half then there's like an act two we're just like okay i guess we're still going with this story yeah that was super weird like like the next generation of kids do you have any you want me to play Um, or do you want to play (laughs) this do anything for you no i actually never really watched the angry beavers i love angry beavers so much they had a weird red and stimpy esque energy, and I just didn't like that as a kid. It wasn't as like dark as Red and Stimpy felt. I don't know. It's fair. Yeah. Like orange girl. Of course, the main character is still white, so it's like that but. progress. Skeeter. <laughs> they literally they took something that you would hum just mindlessly mm-hmm. and made it into a theme song that's just iconic. And that's why it's so good. It just completely innocuous mm-hmm. it just it exists all right well i hope that tickled everybody's <laughs> nostalgia bones and hey if you weren't born in the same decade that matt and i were now you have some stuff to go look up right you can look up you know doug and digimon and whatever else got cut <laughs> by ronnie yeah and don't don't hate on other people for being nostalgic yeah. about things you had when you were like 15. Oh, yeah. I see kids being like, oh, you want to see what true nostalgia looks like? Check out my Nintendo DS. Like, <laughs> it's just, I'm like, I had a, a Game Boy Color. I had a Game Boy Color and a Game Boy Advanced. Yeah. Um, with the light and the Game Shark that you would put your uh, Pokemon cartridge into. And you could like hack your way to get into <laughs> like. And because there was no backlight either. No, you had like the weird book light. Um, <laughs> mine was purple and sparkly. When people are like, my first Pokemon was Ruby. It's like, oh, <laughs> I think it was blue or red. Yeah, mine was I think blue. it was blue. Oh, blue. I, I, I think I was blue. Yeah. And I remember when yellow came out, I was like, <gasps> yeah, I was like, what did they could make them follow you? Why didn't they put this yeah. in all of them? And then now that's standard. That really should have been a sign really early on what kind of developers Game Freak were. <laughs> the fact that like they gave us two games and like the only real difference was the fact that either all of the screen was a shade of blue or all of the screen was a shade of red. And then they gave us a third game that was like, all right, but do you want to play like the real version where you get Pikachu as your starter? like yeah i do <laughs> and it was like that was the first three games they brought out so we really shouldn't have been surprised when they started being like fire red water blue and crystal and ultimate diamond and black and white ultimate and like ugh. right and now there's a whole there's a whole drama going on now that i don't follow and i'm just like okay they've started cutting out pokemon wait what do you mean that was the big drama was so all the way up until most pretty recently you could catch all of the previous pokemon in the next pokemon game up to generation one like i, I can catch a squirtle but in like the most recent one they're, they're cutting cut, them out they're cutting them out yeah you can't catch all of them what yeah well because now they've got like a 
Pokemon like safe. It's like a Pokemon lockbox. It's like a digital lockbox where you can like just throw all your Pokemon when you're done with the game. And then when you get the new one, you can pull them all out again. I don't like that. I don't like it either, but it's not our world. <laughs> this Pokemon belongs to the to the Gen. What are we at? Gen Z. Like if a kid's born right now, are they Gen Z? I don't know. I don't think so. What is this generation? Gen Z refers to the generation born between 1997 and 2012. So what about Generation Alpha? Oh yeah, Generation Alpha. Introducing Generation Alpha. This Pokemon belongs to Alpha. That's a bad generation name. I'm fine with Millennial. That's <laughs> what I am. I'm a Millennial. Yeah. I, I'm ruining the restaurant industry and ordering avocado toast. <laughs> Speaking of restaurants, I made a friend. At... Hey, good for you, buddy. <laughs> that's t- no, hey, that's at, tough. At one of my coffee shops. <laughs> Part of my weekend like self-care thing is I go out of my way to my favorite coffee shop. Oh, nice. You know, I just like it. Um, it's called Broadsheet Coffee in Cambridge. Um, they are really, really good. They're a roaster so that you can buy like coffee to bring home, can make it for you there, or all this other really good stuff. Basically, I had been going there like every Sunday, like Sunday, late morning, early afternoon. There's this person there named Sam, and I had been talking to Sam, you know, about coffee and life. And Is Sam a barista? Sam is, is one of their baristas, correct. Oh, okay. I was just, I wasn't sure if like Sam also does self-care on Sundays. No, so Sam is a barista there. They also, I believe, just do window. They'll do counter. They'll do all bunch of stuff. I went up after I got my pour over and I asked, I asked them, I was like, what do you recommend for, you know, this brewing method? And they went this whole big thing. was like, oh, we want to do this, this, and this. And they helped me a lot. And eventually this past Sunday, she just goes, hi, do you want to be my friend? And I'm like, that sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great. Say. And she's like, oh, awesome. Here's my Instagram handle. Follow me. I'm like, <laughs> Will do. And so it's just one of those things where like, I have an X-Men pin that I wear on my jacket. They asked me about it. They're like, what's your pin? And I was like, it's X-Men. She goes, <gasps> can you recommend stuff to me? Because I want to know more. What do you like about the characters? And I explained that I liked that they were kind of metaphors for everything. Like, like political stuff and social stuff. I didn't even know that. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and I recommended them a bunch of like comics and stories. And I went back the following weekend and Sam was like, I haven't gotten to it yet. They're in my list. I haven't gotten to them. I haven't touched them. But like, I'm going to. Don't worry. I'm like, I trust them. Like, <laughs> you don't worry about it. You got a lot of stuff on your plate. But I just wanted to talk about having like those weird friends at specific places. Well, it's like what we talked about last week when I walked into my gym. The owner goes, hey, Matt, you know, just being known by name. It's just nice, especially at a place that I do generally associate with good times and like good things. This is my me time. She took it to the next level. That was like good. Well, it was interesting because it was just like, do you want to be my friend? And it's like, I do. <laughs> I've had a few people just literally say, do you want to be my friend? And it sounds so toddlerish. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't care how you ask just do it there's a guy at my work who i do not work with him he delivers supplies to the place where i work he calls the building ahead of time to let me know he's on his way when he comes in i screen him into the building and then when he leaves he says goodbye and he's there so often and i learned his name the first time he came his name is hector (laughs) every time now i'll pick up the phone and say hey thanks for calling da 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 this is alan how can i help you and he's like hey alan it's hector i'm like hector how you doing (laughs) yeah (laughs) You have this like rapport. Yeah. I think it's especially true in a, in a workplace too. A lot of jobs that I've had where I've had pickups or drop-offs or, you know, deliveries and whatnot, you recognize the people. Yeah. And I think it's that thing where like how Sam can be friends with you because you don't work at that coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I can be friends with Hector because I'm not like his coworker. There's not that weird boundary there where we can be friends, but also I have to see you every day. So I can't risk stuff going bad <laughs> between us as friends. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I was talking to Sam about, they have a tattoo on their wrist it's like to write love on her arms to write love on her arms right it's a mental health care nonprofit. oh okay sam was talking about it and they're just like i got this i was a lot younger and i regret it not regret it now but i have a lot of problems with it because like as an organization i don't do a great job oh (laughs) and i'm like i mean i'm the same you know the same way i think a lot of people our age have like those mental health care tattoos if we do have tattoos it goes oh what's yours i have the semicolon she goes you're a tumblr kid i'm like i am a tumblr kid (laughs) I was on Tumblr. Oh, it was so cringy and awful. But just having that kind of like rapport, just having that instant recognition of like, oh, you two fell into reblogs and the super hulak fandom. I'm like, yep, I did. It's interesting that your self-care is involving coffee and mine is as well. I wonder why that is because coffee is a thing. It's a strange thing to to give yourself for self-care because it hypes you up. It doesn't mellow you out. Yeah. 
for me, the best way I've ever heard coffee described is by Stephen Colbert. And he just goes, it picks you up while it calms you down. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like it energizes you. It gives you energy. It gives you the caffeine hit, but you're, you know, within reason, you're not climbing the walls. It's not like you dry scooped pre-workout and just like got lit, you know, like it's like, it's, it's, for me, it's a very, very nice thing. It's a very, just like, it is my beverage of choice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still dry scooping. Dry scooping pre-workout. It's like, I've never even heard of that as a concept. Oh, it's so when awful. you said it to me, I was like, how? That sounds like the saltine challenge. Like, how do you get it down? So the idea is you take the scoop mm. of the powder and just go, ah, uh, and then you drink the water that you oh, theoretically God. have with you. It's awful. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, I do it at convenience. I'm like, I, <laughs> no. You got the powder there. You have the water. Just, just put it in the thing. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. It's for convenience. Okay. Right. It's just like, okay, simmer <laughs> down, bud. But like they're at the gym, they brought a separate thing for their powder. Oh, it's so it's such a cr not a cringy thing when I'm just like, oh my god, calm down, bud. But anyway, coffee is my beverage of choice other than water. It's just something I like to pour a lot of time and attention to. I just find it very, very soothing and relaxing to me. For me, it has the highs and lows. It has like I can drink this black and you know go for you know oh the notes of cherry and dark chocolate <laughs> and you know whatever else. But also like I'll get a sugary whatever from wherever. I'd be fine with that too. It's about variety. I think we're definitely cushioned by the current culture where everybody who likes coffee is cool. Once we find out that coffee beans cause cancer, it's going to be a lot less cool to like coffee. I really hope that's not the case. I hope the pretension around coffee goes away too. Oh, where they're like, oh, you're drinking Dunkin's coffee? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't like Dunks, but it is 100% your prerogative right. to drink that as much as you like. I know your, your drink of choice is the Mocha Hurricane. It is, yeah. It's an espresso frozen drink, yeah. Right, it's an espresso frozen drink which a more pretentious person would like oh you're not drinking coffee it's like no you are it's flavored that's not even coffee at this point. right it's like stop <laughs> we're all going through collective trauma right now let people like what they like you want to know what i just realized and i think i understand the older generation a lot better now what if it came out that coffee causes cancer i think we would be the stubborn people that are like well i like it so i'm going to keep drinking it oh my god is this what racism is no i meant cigarettes because <laughs> <laughs> this was just like wow <laughs> I like being I've never liked these only. people, so I'm gonna keep not liking them. <laughs> I meant more like the people who smoke, even though they know it causes cancer. That works too. They're like, I like it, so I'm gonna keep doing it. it it's a fair comparison because I do know caffeine is a drug and caffeine is an addiction. It's an addiction, yes. Yeah, I, I am 1000% addicted to caffeine, and so much to the point that when I drink it, I don't feel anything. <laughs> I think it tells my brain like, okay, you're good, but it does not necessarily like increase my energy levels. I still get that it increases it a bit, but I cut mine with like half decaf every morning. Yeah, you can cut this out. I just have a very distinct memory mm -hmm. of I think you getting a coffee from Dunks during Greek Council once, and you drank it, and you're just like. <sighs> <laughs> And just like not having a panic attack, but just like my heart, my yeah, heart. Like, that because that's what happened. Yeah, I I didn't drink coffee a lot, so anytime I'd get like a double thing of coffee, or I had more than one coffee in a day, I could I could do the exact opposite of you. I I felt it like in my heart. I could feel like yeah. my heart beating faster. Yeah, it was just like I had to breathe because my body was like wired. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I just thought it was funny. You're not doing anything. You are a lazy human. You don't need this. There's a meme of like, what? Well, you drink caffeine, but your energy level stays the same. And it's a skeleton strapped to a chair, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> like the speed lines. <laughs> Coffee is a great self care. I agree. But can't always know if what you're about to do is self care or if it's selfish. That's interesting. It's a topic I've thought about quite a lot. Okay. It's as deep as an ocean. <laughs> so how about you and I put on our bathing suits and dive on in? <laughs> Why does it sound like a, a, high, a high school like science video? <laughs> it's like that. It's like the deep blue sea is home to mysteries unbeknownst to man. In the next hour and 45 minutes, we will dive together into <laughs> oh those depths. <laughs> but the concept, right, of respecting yourself as a person and practicing self-care is really important, period. Mm -hmm. 
There's no argument about that. If you don't do it and you're not treating yourself with that respect, you may be acting under the pretense that you can handle it or that you got this or don't worry, I've always done this. A life spent in pure self-sacrifice, it's, I don't want to make a sweeping declaration like that, but it's, if every life has value, your life has value. 100%. So you need to give yourself some of that time too. That being said, <laughs> self-care and selfishness are tough to differentiate sometimes. Mm-hmm. When somebody who is in the upper echelon goes for like a full day spa resort thing and they're like, self-care, I needed this. And you're sitting there like, well, was that self-care? Because it looks a little selfish. How much can you take time for yourself away from your family? And it suddenly becomes selfish. And depending on people's circumstances and just what they're able to do, I think the notion of self-care kind of gets muddled. Mm -hmm. The notion of self-care and treat yourself get muddled a bit. For me, a lot of self-care comes from, or the notion of self-care comes from like being able to do things, spending money on purchases or spa treatments or vacations or whatever. Oh, this is a self-care trip. Well, not everyone can do that. Mm -hmm. So I think normalizing the idea of self-care just being filling your cup up not doing the errands that you had scheduled for today but doing them tomorrow if you can so like taking the time to actually like breathe and actually rest i think is the core of it i'm going to reject the idea that self-care is all capitalist we talk about mindless mind mindlessness mindless yeah we talk about mindfulness a lot and that moment where you're eating your lunch at work and you take a second to put down your phone take a deep breath and not be at work for a second Mm -hmm. that in my mind is self-care yes being off your phone is so important (laughs) self-care that i do not do enough of it's so tragic and i'm very not upset with myself but i I, because i'm trying to you know not Mm -hmm. but i'm just like why are you doing this mindlessly I mean, we talk about what Larry Marshall said to me of, you know, you make the time. Yeah. I think a lot of the time we could be making comes from when we're staring at our phone. Watching the same content we've watched a thousand times or. Yeah, that's that's when I start to go down the rabbit hole a little of like self-deprecation when I'm like, I've watched this hour long analysis of Kingdom Hearts before. Like, do (laughs) I really have to use my time this way? To watch it again. Yeah. And I think making the time to do that, do the things that actually do make you feel good is, it is difficult because sometimes, sometimes the things that make you feel good are not necessarily easy. Mm -hmm. For me, whenever I write, I feel good, but writing is hard. So I, I don't do it as often as I should because I associate with work and hard things. It being a bit more taxing in the brain versus putting on the same six youtube videos i watch in rotation or whatever else yeah it requires a lot less brain power but at the same time you end it not feeling any better that is a very clear distinction that i think is really important to make a balance is key for all of this whether you think you're doing self-care you end up going overboard or if you're forcing yourself to do self-care and it's not the self-care that you want to be doing one example would be exercising Mm-hmm. Jenny and I, when we w- would go to the gym, it would be like pulling teeth to get us to go to the gym. But then afterwards, every single time we would say the same thing of, I feel great. I'm really glad we did this. Yeah. But if you are a person who goes to the gym every single day because you think like you should be doing that and you're like, this is good for me and it's ending up to be a, a net negative for you. Mm-hmm. That's a readjustment. No, that's a hundred percent a thing. Paying more attention to that. You notice people doing it for care of their body or like punishment of their body. Like this needs to be better. So I need to do this. And all comes in phrasing too. Mm-hmm. Like I should go to the gym. You know, oh, like I ate a lot last night. I have to go. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> like you had, a, you know, you had, you ate food last night cool enjoy it go to the gym when you can if you want you don't have to just do what you want self-care shouldn't be done because of guilt yes okay i feel like i have a lot of edits to do on this but i did prepare this ahead of time a flow chart that you can follow to determine whether or not the thing you are about to do is self-care or not interesting okay interesting i like this so it's all like mapped out on this document so you pick something that you think is on the edge, like you're not sure if it's self-care or not, and I will take you through this. Okay. The first question is, will it cost any money? Yes. Will it cost more than half of a paycheck? No. Will you have to take money from your savings? No. 
Then we move on from the financial part to the responsibility part. Okay. Will you have to take off time from work? No. Are you doing this at the expense of others? No. Then we go to the final question. How many times have you cried since the last time you took time for yourself? Oh, God, I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a while. The options are not even once, only one to three times, or more than four times. Since the last time I took time for myself? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say not even once. And then the next question is, in a good way or in a bad way? I'm going to say in a bad way, because I feel like I should cry more. It says, oh, shoot. Um, okay, then it's self-care. Okay. So there you go. It's there as simple go. as that. Problem solved. We all we know him now forever <laughs> using my awesome system. What was the thing you were thinking of? It was uh, my specific gym. Oh, okay. It is not the most convenient thing to go to that location and work it into my budget, but I genuinely really, really enjoy it. I have not cried yet there. Not yet. It has reshaped the habit for me to a completely different context. I was motivated when you talked about that. So I started looking up different places near me because I want to go to the gym more. And once I'm able to, because of the state of the world, <laughs> I want to go someplace that I don't have to feel that same pressure I always felt of when I'm there, I have to suck in my stomach. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of one more. I'll take you through the chart one more time. Okay. Will it cost any money? No. All right, we go straight to responsibility. So you have to take off time from work. No. Are you doing this at the expense of others? No. You're straight to the final question of how many times have you cried since the last time you took time for yourself? Not even once. In a good way or a bad way? In a good way. If it's in a good way, it says it's selfish. Enjoy your daily life as it is. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. I thought of watching the same YouTube videos or rewatching YouTube videos. There you go. Hey, look at that. That's like selfish. I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Now we know. There's like a lot more selfish traps throughout the entire thing, but you've been picking things that are pretty good. So yeah, I'll, uh, maybe I'll post this on the Facebook page so that everybody yeah. can forever solve this eternal question. I love a flowchart. I really do love a flowchart a lot. We talked about this a little bit before the pod started. For better or worse, I am looking forward to it, to put it to bed. Okay. I am looking forward to the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, I, I don't mean to sound... Okay. No, 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 no. Let me... Can I get another take on that? Just one more take. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, for better or worse, the reason I'm celebrating it is because it's going to bring friends of mine together and we're going to kind of like know one way or the other if this thing is good. Well, because our, our mutual friend Pat is having people over because we've been talking about this thing at length forever so it's like all right come down we're gonna pop open a bottle of wine and watch this <laughs> thing like yep that is what's happening um and he also mentioned that he got a job which is also really really good yeah i actually didn't know he was searching he was with the sabers the buffalo sabers mm -hmm. and then when live events went away but he got a job so good for him and he's like well i start <laughs> monday so this is kind of my last i can do what i want or whatever i want yeah hey pat i mean before you do this thing take a look at that flow chart make sure that you're doing this, <laughs> this thing for the right reasons hey congratulations right. for me this is like just a lot of built up anticipation conversations and theories and all of this stuff it's just something i am excited for to just like to experience i don't want to be negative on this positivity platform it's probably a good choice and so i won't i will say that i am anticipating um having an informed <laughs> opinion of this content so it's just my negative radar just oh just yes. giving it a scan real quick uh, i don't know uh, well the needles yeah, I'm, moving. I'm, I'm trying to keep it neutral <laughs> no, trying to it's keep, fine. i'm gonna have an informed <laughs> opinion of this content that's fun though i think the really fun part is because of all the hype mm -hmm. and because it's something that you have knowledge of and background knowledge of you know about these characters you've watched the previous movies leading up to this yeah. you watch the other cut of this same movie i did and now you're going to sit down with a whole bunch of people whose opinions you respect but you, they aren't exactly the same right yeah and you're going to get to talk about this thing that all of you enjoy that's such a fun space i think it is a good space especially with the people there i feel like it's not just going to be like bashing it or just like talking about it or you know i feel like it's gonna be like an like an honest conversation mm -hmm. and it's like no well, let's just trying to not get caught up in the hype of it and the spectacle of it and it's like let's actually think about this thing it should be interesting it's four hours which uh i mentioned to you before which i'm just like all right uh, i don't have to break the seal with the wine but we'll see what happens yeah what how are you gonna do that correct i find the analysis of media probably my favorite part about watching media say more and and when i say the analysis of it i mean like having somebody else to discord with 
mm. like that that intermingling whether it's jenny and i watching these renovation shows and commenting on how picky these people are or the choices they made for their countertop was the same as every other couple we've watched so far with their right. granite countertops to the like extreme of well i think the third movie contradicts the message of the series because right. of their use of dutch angles where there shouldn't have been no I, I i love having the discourse i love having those you know those conversations around content or media or whatever else there's a fantastic video essay i actually just watched on birds of prey the the harley quinn movie i haven't seen it but yeah. I really enjoy it. I watched it. I liked it. Watched it again. I was like, all right, this is fine. And then I watched it again fairly recently. Like, actually, I do really, really enjoy this. But I watched something that was like, why this Harley Quinn works better than the other version of her in Suicide Squad. And it was all about the treatment of the character and the way it was shot. It makes her a cartoon, but in a way that's true to her. Through this shot and this shot and this, this choice and this choice, we're going to kind of explore why this Harley is, you know, a more effective Harley. Harley Quinn is such an interesting character. Mm. The idea that she was a psychologist, right? Yeah. And she got influenced so much by Joker that she like, herself went through her own therapy and came out like twisted yeah that's basically it she was basically a new psychiatrist at arkham and she was going to be the one to kind of cure him she was like dead set on it and she was basically played by him and fell in love with him and broke him out and became his sidekick girlfriend kind of thing Ben, like you look at suicide squad where it's like ah oh, she's like skimpy and like yeah. sexy and she's snarky and hits people with hammers and she's yeah. just like a <laughs> my wife is a bitch and i, <laughs> and I don't like her, her. <laughs> one day we'll do the john mulaney special ronnie can you mark another john mulaney quote thank you but you think about her as a character she should have intellectual moments mm -hmm. she should have moments where she can analyze situations better than most people she should have words she uses outside of a standard vocabulary you know absolutely there's a great moment in birds of prey where one of the characters in huntress is basically on a revenge tour to get to who like killed her parents because it's a superhero movie it has to be dead parents <laughs> Harley literally looks at her and says, you know, revenge really brings a catharsis we think it will bring. <laughs> like, it, it's like a, it's a very clear-eyed moment of her, like, psychiatrist. Yeah. And then she goes and kicks someone's ass. But it's just like, <laughs> it's it's just very, like, you know, revenge and, and murder really brings the catharsis we think it will bring. The true healing comes from within. It's very much that moment and just like, okay. And then she has a hammer. She would, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. She's brilliant. She's an incredibly smart character. And I think that the movie does that justice where she's, like, finding her footing um that was also another whole thing was that like her her relationship with joker being highly abusive yeah right and her like getting out and getting into a, a nurturing positive relationship with herself and with others for a while i know she dated deadshot for a while she was involved with poison ivy i like them i shipped them yeah no they're really good they're in the animated show that's actually really good it looks amazing it's really good it's really violent <laughs> it's really really smart and really really good this is what I'm talking about. This like talking about this Discord. Yeah, yeah, this yeah is, it's just fun. If you're watching content that does not foster this, that's great. I would encourage you to watch something that does foster this discussion because I think it'll, it'll increase your appreciation of it. The older you get, the more I think that comes into your perspective. This idea of noticing when characters are two-dimensional, understanding the nuances behind really well-written characters is all what we experience. The more good media you're taking in, the more you're going to notice that bad media. Yeah, 100%. So take in some good content like this podcast you've listened to. Good job. Yeah. And if you really like it, share that discourse with other people by posting a review. Let a friend know. Yeah. Let me let me shout out somebody who reviewed the podcast recently completely unprompted. I didn't even know she listened to the podcast. Ooh. I'm not going to say your last name. You know I know who you are. But <laughs> <laughs> that sounded ominous. I know who you are. <laughs> Veronica from camp. Oh, Veronica. I didn't even know she was listening. And then she posted a review. And that made me feel really happy and motivated to keep going. Thanks, Veronica. Shout out to Veronica. As a thank you, I'm going to slap Matt in the face just for you. Ah. See, this is the difference between a really well-delivered character and, and just like a phoned-in performance. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we reveal that Matt really is, he's on his phone for half of this podcast. I don't think he's even listening to me right now. What?
Huge thank you to Lanky Inspired for the use of our theme song, The Process. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbox, Stitcher, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Everywhere that matters. Everywhere that matters. <laughs> I love this hate feud we've like built. <laughs> completely one-sided. It's completely... We're punching up. We're punching up. I just love the idea that like they don't even know we exist and we're like, we're coming for you. We're coming for your your phones, your your pods. Did you make up one of those podcasting platforms? I think I did. Yeah. Okay. Where? I would love it if you just like just kept going on like different made up different like every week you have like a different one. I think I've used Podbox before. It does not sound real. No, it doesn't. But it might as well be. So can I can I take that again? Yeah, yeah. Can we get one more for him, Ronnie? You can listen to our podcast on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify, as well as Podbox, Beaver Streams, and Podvinyl. Podvinyl, okay? Podcasts, but all the audio is transferred into vinyl. Just vinyl. Because everybody knows it's going to sound better. You're always six weeks behind. It's great. <laughs> it's beautiful. Alan, thank you so much for potting with me hey <laughs> hey that's it. it it's fun to be at the p-o-d-c-a-s-t it's fun to be at the p-o-d-c-a-s-t <laughs> oh my god but you have to do all the motions with your body and you had to like so flailing to go. and hitting people <laughs> oh d C-A-S-T. <laughs> uh Matt, thanks for being here. Thank you for joining me. You could be anywhere tonight, Matt, but you chose to be here with me. And in all seriousness, I really appreciate that. I love you, buddy. I love you too. Play us out. Oh, damn it. I beat you. You took it from me. I hope you all really enjoyed that. I feel like a lot of where Steve came from were those two guys, so... Thank you again for this nomination. Good night. Don't forget to tip your waitresses. Sir, this is an Arby's. We're so proud of you, Steve. You're doing great up there. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I love that. Oh, wait, wait. We got to make it funny by having Steve swear at the end. Because censoring is funny. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let Goofy swear. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>